0: Hello and welcome to The New African Mind, a podcast that focuses on reshaping our views on mental health as Africans. I'm your host, to say You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as MBS Care. For helpful tools and tips on mental health, you can also check mbscare.co, my website, for some helpful articles on mental health. I know it's been a while since I put out an episode. I started a course and managing that with work and my personal life was you know, a bit difficult. So I had to figure that out. Um, I think I've gotten the hang of things now. So for those who kept asking, thank you for following and supporting. And here I am. I will commit to being consistent and giving you an episode every week. I have an announcement to make. I'm working on a project that I will share with you in the next episode. So stay tuned and um, keep supporting. Today, I want to share something very personal to me. After taking a much-needed break, I'm reconnecting with myself, reevaluating, taking stock, you know, the usual stuff that is encouraged that you do. I had an interesting experience recently, and I kind of want to talk around that and then share the lessons that I learned from it. So there are episodes that I've put out there that have to do with how your sense of self develops and then how to develop a secure sense of self. And for the longest time, I believed that I had done a lot of work in this area and I was doing very well in it. In fact, I felt so confident in myself when it comes to this aspect of my life. And um, believing that I had done so much work, knowing that I had done so much work, helped me feel like I was impenetrable to doubting myself or starting to feel insecure in any way, shape or form. (laughs) I had a rude awakening. Let me just say that. And I'll share what that rude awakening was. But as we go on in life, one of the things I encourage us to do is to try to let go of comparing ourselves to others. And when I say comparing ourselves, the unhealthy way of comparing ourselves, I always say that someone will always have more than something than you do. Jeff Bezos will walk into a room and somebody will have more hair than him, even though he's the richest man. Someone will be taller than him. Someone will be more handsome. You know, Someone will always have more of something than you do. So if your sense of self is based on how you compare to others, then it means that anytime you come into contact with anyone who has more of something that you value than you do, you start to feel small. That is how I felt. I got blindsided by a group of people, and I didn't get blindsided by them. I got blindsided by the fact that it was still an area that I needed to work on. Most of the time we think about, oh, who has more money than we do, who has more designer clothes, who has more degrees, who's further in their career than we are. And when we have these experiences, it makes us question ourselves. Often we'll say things like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be in life. If only I had done this or I hadn't done that, I'd be further along. And sometimes we get stuck in this thought process and it contributes to us feeling much smaller than we are. Recently, I hung out with a group of people, and there was something that I noticed when I compared myself subconsciously. And it's not like you sit down and you plan these things where, let me see how I compare. Your brain just does it, especially if it's an area that is of some value to you. So I noticed that all the people had more of that thing than I did. And then I started to feel small. I started to look back at my life and I was like, oh, well, if I hadn't done this, if I had done this, then I wouldn't feel that way. What can I do to bring myself up to their level? And I'm sharing this with you now, but in the moment, I hadn't realized that these thought processes were happening so fast and automatically that it's only when I stopped to evaluate and stopped to reflect that I began to notice why I was feeling the way I was feeling all of a sudden. In my quiet time, In reflecting, I started realizing, I was like, why am I feeling this way? Then I realized what it was. And as soon as this happened, I started feeling guilty. I was like, wait a second, why should I feel this way? I'm supposed to be on top of things. I'm supposed to know. I've been telling people about building a secure sense of self. And I'm sitting here feeling insecure. I start to feel ashamed of myself. I called myself out, you're supposed to be a therapist. How can a whole therapist who's teaching people these things, saying that is the most important thing, look at you now, struggling with something so trivial? And I felt bad first that I felt insecure. So I was judging myself harshly that I even felt insecure. And then an added layer of that was, look at you, a therapist. You are not supposed to feel insecure because you've been teaching people otherwise. And guess what? Would that make me feel better? We do that to ourselves, thinking that that harsh way of speaking that our our caregivers used, our teachers used, you know, that type of guilt tripping or harsh judgment to kind of shock us out of whatever situation we're in, we use it on ourselves. And what it does is it actually makes us feel worse. So no surprise at all, I was feeling worse than I did. Now the focus had shifted from the insecurity I was feeling to feeling like a fraud as a therapist, even though nobody was privy to this. So now I've added an extra layer of struggle. That's what we don't realize. Why sometimes situations get even more tough because there's the added layer of judgment So before we even work on whatever the issue is, we have to kind of work through layers of things that we've piled on to the actual issue. And so I started trying affirmations. I have a whole episode on it. You guys know this. And I was trying the affirmations. I'm enough. I'm worthy just as I am and stuff like that. To an extent, it helped because it brought awareness to the fact that I need to reconnect with who I am, not what I have or what I can do or what I've accomplished. And then I realized something that while this brought awareness, it served the purpose in bringing awareness to who I truly am within as a person, but it still wasn't quite doing the trick for me. That brought the realization that at different points in time, you may need multiple different tools or you may need a different tool. We have certain tools that are a go-to tools. So for me, affirmations tends to be one of them. But in some situations, depending on what it is, it's not as simple as just affirming yourself and understanding that we need to stop being so rigid in our approach to things. Oh, I've tried this, but it's not working. And then once we try that particular tool and it doesn't work, we start to feel desperate. We start to feel exasperated, hopeless, like nothing is working. But it's just because we are so married to the idea that a specific tool should always perform a specific function. My husband is into woodwork and um, I discovered, I think it's a hammer with a rubber head. And whenever they're working with fine wood and they're nailing you know the regular metal hammers that we use to drive the nails in they would use that but when the nail is getting close to the wood he would switch the hammers and use the one with the rubber head I asked him why what is this thing for why do you guys do that he said well with the metal one by the time the head of the nail becomes flush like when it becomes the same level as the wood if the metal hits it again it will damage the wood it will dent it so with the rubber one, it drives the rest of the nail in without damaging the wood. And that's a different type of tool that is needed to serve a similar purpose. But if all I focus on is I need to use a hammer, a metal head hammer, I'll keep doing that in damaging the wood. When I'm working with wood that is um, fine or the finishing is supposed to be clean, this is how I want us to think about the tools that we use for our mental health. We have to have a toolbox not just a tool. So with bringing my attention back to myself, I decided to start a journal. And as I was journaling, a thought came to me that growth is actually a lifelong process. And then a part of me was like, oh, come on, this is tiring. Why? 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 Then the thought came again that, well, think about it. We focus on our careers. If you have a business You don't stop and say, oh, this month, hey, I targeted 5,000 Ghana cities and now I'm at 10,000. Oh, let me stop selling because I've exceeded my expectation. If you're working and you're desperately working towards becoming a manager where you are and then you are made a manager, you don't say, oh, I was working towards a manager and I'm a manager. Let me just relax. We are always striving to be better. We're always striving to learn so that we can move to a different height. If you are an influencer, a social media person, you don't say, oh, I have 2 million followers and I have multiple endorsements and it's helping me pay my bills and afford the things that I want to be able to afford. So let me stop promoting or let me stop putting out great content. We shouldn't let our personal lives suffer at the expense of achieving these things. Wherever you want to grow in your life, don't leave your personal growth behind. Don't get tired of the personal growth. When you have to learn something new or write some exam to move to another level in your career, all these things, they're hard, but we still push through. We don't give up. So when it comes to the personal stuff as well, let's have the same attitude. If you've moved from insulting trotro drivers that cross you on the road, like you're working on your road rage, and then now the taxi drivers and the trotro drivers and the bus drivers that cross anyhow, you're able to woosah and talk to yourself and breathe and not cuss them out and lose it. That's great. Go a step further. Can you treat private cars like that? Go a step further. If you cut someone off and they are insulting you, do you insult them back? Or do you say you're sorry? Let's keep pushing and thriving in our personal growth because it is lifelong. And it's lifelong because you will not have the same set of experiences for the rest of your life. You'll meet different people, different circumstances, and they will bring out parts of you that you didn't even know existed. And you have to learn to navigate those things. So then... As I was continuing to write and do my reflections, I started to feel better. And another point that came up to me was, what would I say to a client of mine who was a therapist who came and said exactly how I felt to me? My default would have been empathy, kindness, and reminding the person to be kind to themselves. Reminding them that they are human. Reminding them that there are certain areas of their lives that will be more of a sore subject than others. What happens consistently that is a mark of your character and not the once-in-a-while things. And even the once-in-a-while things. It's okay to navigate those things. It's okay to slip up. What's not okay is staying in the slip-up. I wouldn't judge them. And if this was a regular client, I would do the same thing with them. So then it was like, okay, so you know what to do with yourself, right? And that's one of the things I have found very helpful for me in my career. What has helped me to help a lot of my clients is the fact that I practice what I preach, or at least I try as much as possible to do that. So if I give homework um, and ask people to try certain things or do certain things, because I endeavor to practice these things in my own life, I'm able to appreciate it when a client comes back and says, Katrina, I was so sad. I couldn't even think of an affirmation because I know what it's like to be in that state and try an affirmation when I'm feeling intense, unpleasant emotions. I won't sit back and say, oh, but you have to try harder. You're not trying hard enough because I know how difficult it is. I tell clients to speak kindly to themselves. I try to practice that myself. So in this processing When I asked myself, what would you say to your own client? It got me to the point where I sat back and I started being kind to myself. And that layer of judgment disappeared. Felt significantly better. I knew there was still more to do, but that piece of judgment was lifted. I could connect with the real issue, which was the insecurity. As I continued to write, I remembered that most of my life I had been insecure. Especially when it came to financial backgrounds. My parents, strong believers in education, would spend on taking us to good schools. But our financial background didn't match the background of most of the kids that I went to school with. So there was always this feeling of being less than. Then coupled with like self-image issues. Yo, if let's say self-worth or self-esteem, having none of it is a zero. I was in the minuses. I was in arrears. So before I even climb to zero to like climb out, if there's anything like that, the amount of work I've had to do. And there was this reminder that this feeling that I had with this group of people recently was so similar to how I felt back then. And a part of me felt sad that I thought I had come so far. Then I had to remind myself, you have to be kind to yourself, Petrina. This is a realization that you have to be intentional. This pride that you felt that, hey, I've done this, I've arrived. There's no point of arrival when it comes to personal growth. So I had to remind myself to be kind to myself. Then bring in more affirmations. Remind myself that my worth is intact just as I am. And that the people that I spend my time with accept me for who I am. So I continue to write about it in a non-judgmental way, in a curious way. And I was honest about how I felt, accepted that this reflection session wasn't going to be as soon as I'm done. Hey, I feel, you know, everything has dissipated, but I just felt the sense of comfort and assurance that I was going to be okay. So I just want to share the four main things that I picked from this experience. And hopefully you can apply it to yourself if you ever find yourself in a situation like that, where you're among people who have more degrees or higher degrees than you People have more money than you. You're around people who have more designer clothes than you. People who you believe have longer hair. Like whatever it is that is your sore area, a trigger for you. These are the four things that I want you to remind yourself of. And the first one is that growth is never ending. You will achieve different levels of growth. You will see aspects that you believe that you had overcome and they will trigger you again. And it doesn't mean you haven't made progress. Even as I'm sharing this, I realize that progress is that when those triggers come, I have the tools to even navigate, which I didn't previously, and I can access those tools. So it's not that I'm experiencing the same thing again and I haven't navigated it. As you continue to want to grow in your career, continue to want to grow in your personal growth. In fact, that should be at the top of your list. Second one is that judgment is often very unhealthy. The type of harsh judgment when you're dealing with difficult and unpleasant emotions only makes it worse and it even makes it harder for us to deal with the things that we're feeling because now we have to figure out how to pull away the layer of judgment before we actually get to the crux of the matter so you speak to yourself in kindness don't judge yourself for feeling the way you do recognize that you feel that way if it's jealousy and jealousy is a very common thing if it's jealousy how can you be jealous you're supposed to be a child of god or you're supposed to be this no it's normal You feel a sense of jealousy because you wish you had this and you don't and this person has it. What can you focus on that you can be grateful for? What can you work towards that you can achieve? How can you learn to accept yourself where you are as you continue to work hard on the things that you want to achieve? Speak to yourself in kindness. Try and as much as possible avoid judging yourself. And when you realize that you are doing that, don't judge yourself for judging yourself, but rather pour in more kindness and empathy towards yourself. The third thing is comparison and using comparison for inspiration as opposed to feeling small. Or what I mean by that is the outcome of your comparison, if it's inspiration, it's healthy. But if the outcome is that you feel small and you feel bad about yourself, then the type of comparison you're engaging in is not healthy for you. So if it's, oh, this person did that, that's amazing. Wow. She or he built this business from scratch. It means I can do the same thing too. I'm capable, if this person can do it, I'm also capable of doing it. Let me focus on my business and nurture it for it to grow. If this person was able to work and go to school while they, let's say, had kids or they were ill, I can also get through this situation. But when it's, hey, this person, hmm, look at how well their business is doing. hmm." So media me, dear, my business, people are not really buying. Or well, sometimes they buy, sometimes they don't buy. Look at how these people are thriving. Then you start to feel small. That is unhealthy comparison. So please be mindful. If the outcome of your comparison is inspiration, you're on the right track. If the outcome is that you feel worse about where you are, then you need to recalibrate. And last but not the least, you need different tools for different situations. You may have one specific go-to tool that you use multiple times and it works great for you, but there are times when it may not work as well or may not work at all. Use alternative tools. There's so many different ones out there, and sometimes we get stuck because we're so trying to let the same tool that we always use work for this situation when it doesn't. So expand your toolbox so you also have multiple options that you can pull from, all right? Thank you guys so much for listening to my personal experience. I hope it inspires and helps at least one person out there. This episode is dedicated to Sammy and Chloe. Thank you very much for listening and supporting me. And as always, I wish you all peace and unconditional love. Thank you.